How's it going, everyone? And welcome to another episode of The Geeky Gentleman, the podcast for all your geeky needs, fashion, and lifestyle tips, all rolled into one fantastically packaged podcast. Today's podcast, we're talking about the Inhumans and how Marvel might be getting ready to reboot them after the disastrous ABC TV series. In the Gentleman's portion, I'm going to be giving you guys seven Instagram 101 tips to help you become a content creator on Instagram and get brands to start collaborating with you. Alrighty then, enough said, let's jump right into the podcast. Okay, Inhumans. So for those of you who don't know, The Inhumans was announced by Marvel back in 2014 as a film within the MCU. But then the film was dropped and was made into this horrendous ABC show in 2017 and had this weird theoretical run for like two weeks. It was really, really odd and it was just, it was bad, so bad. So if you haven't seen it, don't worry because that show was shit. It was so bad, it was so bad. And I'm pretty sure Marvel just wants everyone to forget about it. And it was kind of a real bummer because the Inhumans have such a rich storyline and some very popular characters like Medusa, Crystal, Black Bolt. There's so many good characters in there that I can't believe they actually screwed it up. Now, the minute I heard that it was going to be announced as an ABC TV series, I knew it was dead in the water. Because, like Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., I even try- I tried so hard to give it a chance, but it's just storylines like this require so much of a, more of a budget than what is given just for TV, so it's just always going to be bad. And you can't have Medusa with her crazy hair flying around with a TV budget. It just doesn't work, and they knew that, which is why they freaking shaved her head. Now, back in 2016, Kevin Feige said that the Inhumans could certainly become part of the discussion regarding film ideas for the MCU in 2020 and 2021. Currently, reports are floating around that the Inhumans may be rebooted. So let's see how this could play out with what Marvel already has planned. The Eternals. Now, the Eternals film is due to come out in November 2020 in Phase 4 of the MCU. Seeing how this will be our first glimpse into the Eternals, we can assume we will get a look on how they came to be. In the comic books, the Eternals were created by the Celestials, who have already been sprinkled throughout the MCU. But the Eternals weren't the only thing the Celestials toyed with. They even created multiple branches of humanity. In particular, the expansion of the human potential in the form of the X gene. In other words, mutants. Now, could one of the other branches of humans that they toyed with become the Inhumans? Either way, this would be setting up the foundation of mutants and Inhumans and explain why they were eventually able to develop superhuman abilities. But perhaps maybe the Celestials only set up mutants, in which case we have to move into Phase 5 of the MCU. Captain Marvel 2 The first Captain Marvel continued to expand our knowledge and understanding of the Kree. For half of the film, they even had Carol believing that they had bestowed her superpowers, of which we found out that they were actually lying. But do you know who the Kree did bestow powers on? The Inhumans! Now, in the comic books, the Kree did experiments on early humans in hopes of creating an army to help them in their fight against the Skrulls. The results of their experiments were the super-powered Inhumans. So, hear me out. Captain Marvel 2 is slated to be in Phase 5 of the MCU, which will be sometime after 2021. In this film, we can see how the Kree are able to enhance the abilities of humans and get our glimpse into the Inhumans. 
The Kree War seems to be a huge factor in the Captain Marvel franchise, so it would make sense that we continue learning of the Kree throughout the franchise of Captain Marvel. Which moves me to my next point. Miss Marvel. An important note to cover is that Marvel also announced a Disney Plus show called Miss Marvel. The show will debut sometime in 2022, possibly, and will focus on the character of Kamala Khan. This is important because Kamala Khan is an inhuman. So in theory, sometime before this Disney Plus show premieres, Marvel will have to have had established the Inhumans in some way so that audiences know what is going on. And they can assume we haven't watched Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Sorry, Daisy. Having the Captain Marvel franchise explore more of the Kree involvement in creating the Inhumans would provide a reason to have Carol and Kamala connected within the MCU, seeing how Captain Marvel is Kamala's idol and the reason she chose the Miss Marvel as her codename. It would also set up the foundation to explore where Inhumans came from, and when they start popping up within the MCU, we wouldn't need too much of a backstory to set them up. Speaking of popping up, I wouldn't put it past Marvel to perhaps throw in some of the royal family of the Inhumans, such as Black Bolt, Medusa, or Crystal in the Miss Marvel series as sort of a backdoor lead into their own film franchise. So unless Marvel is planning to recon Kamala as a mutant, I'm pretty sure the Inhumans will be coming sooner rather than later in the MCU. And with that said, we're jumping right into the gentleman's portion of the podcast. So one of the questions I get asked a lot is how I got into this whole Instagram content creation game. For me, I started like six or seven years ago, and I did what everyone else did at first, and I posted pictures of me with my friends, and maybe partying way too much. But I also posted a lot of pictures at the beach because I was always there, and that's when I got hit up by my first brand. Now, this swimwear brand was willing to send me swimwear for free if I tagged them in the photos, and that's when I realized that there was something here. But if you're wondering where to even start, then I got some tips to help you out. But remember, This isn't something that's just going to take off overnight and will require time and effort. But be patient and who knows, maybe you will take off overnight and then, you know, yay for you. Number one, define your niche. Your niche is the topic of your Instagram. Will you be posting a lot about fashion, fitness, travel, food, or all of the above? For example, my niche is men's fashion and grooming, travel, with a spice of geekiness. But I wasn't all that at first. At first, I was just swimwear and then that morphed into fashion and so on and so forth. If you're starting out, I would pick a niche that you can become an authority on and speak with a strong voice and grow from there. Number two, create a unique Instagram handle. Your handle is essentially your new calling card, so you want to stand out amongst everyone else. Sure, you can just use your name, but odds are someone else has it, especially if your name is David like me. And personally, I don't like handles with numbers in them either. For the longest time, my original handle was at decal25, because my birthday is on the 25th of February, and at decal was taken. But every time I would say it out loud or think about it, I would just think that 24 other people had this handle before me. So I wanted something cool and different. My tip to you guys, if you're trying to think of a cool handle, is to play around with alliteration. Alliteration is the occurrence of the same letter or sound at the beginning of closely connected words. So take it for example, Stanley. He did a good job of this when he first started writing Marvel characters and used it with a lot of the superheroes' real names. 
For example, you have Scott Summers, Reed Richards, Peter Parker, Stephen Strange, Bruce Banner, the list goes on. Names with an alliterative element are easier to remember and flow off the tongue with ease. I made a list of all the D words that I liked that fit with my niche, that I could put in front of my nickname decal. Dapper, dashing, debonair were a few, and then I hit drifting. An avid traveler and self-proclaimed fashion wanderer, that's right guys, fashion wanderer, Drifting stuck out to me, and that's when I changed my handle from at decal25 to drifting decal. Number three, follow your hashtags and people in your niche. Now that you have your niche and you have an epic and memorable handle, it's time to go into your Instagram and follow your hashtags and people in your niche. If you're posting around fitness, then you need to find out what are the popular hashtags within that niche and follow them just like you would follow a person. You'd probably follow the hashtags, hashtag fitness, hashtag fitness tips, hashtag workout routines, etc. Since I post a lot of men's fashion, I follow hashtag men's fashion, hashtag men's style, hashtag menswear. I mean, how many times can I say hashtag, right? <laughs> you want to be following these hashtags because then you'll be connected to all the other people posting around your niche. You want to follow those people in your niche that are posting content that you find inspiring that way, you'll always be inspired to be creative and also see what other people are doing within your niche. Number four, create high quality content. Now, this is where people find it difficult. You have to go above and beyond just a normal picture because there is a lot, and I mean a lot of amazing content out there. I'm not saying that you have to go buy a new camera, but you have to be clever and put in the time to get the photos that will resonate on Instagram. Any decent smartphone can grab amazing pictures. Some of the pictures I still post on my Instagram are from my iPhone XS Max. But blurry pictures or lack of lighting in a photo will just look very, very poor on your Instagram. You have to remember, you want to be creating this content so that when brands look at your feed, they know what they will be getting if they want to collaborate with you. If you don't know what makes a good picture, because it does require a good eye and some skill, then I'd recommend you read up on photo composition and good lighting. Your content needs to match your niche. For me, I always make sure to take one epic photo in a full outfit so that my followers can see it clearly on my feed. That way they can see the whole look and the brands I collaborate with have a shot to use on their social media. I then take detailed shots of my shoes or accessories to highlight them as well. Instagram is already full of content. Check your hashtags to see what other people are doing to get an idea of what you should be aiming for. The content that ends up on your feed will be your calling card to brand, so you need to make sure that everything on your feed is of top quality. Number five, develop an aesthetic to your feed. This is something I wish I knew when I started out on Instagram. You want to create a cohesive feed that's aesthetically pleasing for your audience. Now, do you need to do this? No, but this is one of the things that sets people apart from everyone else. The ability to plan ahead and know how your feed will look while editing your photos in the same way will make a cohesive feed and keep people on your Instagram longer, which is what you want. Having people on your Instagram longer means you have a more chance for more likes and more engagement. I really recommend learning an editing software like Lightroom. I use Lightroom for all of my pictures and I was really nervous about trying to kind of learn it because I was like, oh my God, it's going to take so much time. I don't really want to edit all this. It's going to be really hard. 
And you know what? It was really, really easy. I love using Lightroom. It's so much fun. I love creating edits. So I do recommend Lightroom 100%. I usually create an edit for each season, and then I keep the edit across all my pictures so they look cohesive. Find a design that works for you and just keep consistent. Number six, commit to a posting schedule. As you go on creating content for Instagram, you want to try to maximize your time to get as much good content as you can. This way, you can begin developing a consistent schedule to post regularly on Instagram. Try to work yourself to at least one post a day, but don't worry about trying to hit that if you're barely starting off. Always remember, quality over quantity. Number seven, engage, engage, engage. You can't just post on Instagram and expect everyone to come to you. You have to go out and search for people in your niche and engage with their content. See who's commenting and liking your content and engage with those accounts. It's all about building a community and answering those DMs and replying to your comments. And there you have it guys, seven Instagram 101 tips to help you get your Instagram prime and ready to begin collaborating with brands. Get your Instagram profiles ready and in an upcoming podcast, I'll give some more advanced tips on how to continue to develop your Instagram profiles and get on the radar of your favorite brands. Thanks again for listening to another episode of The Geeky Gentleman. Don't forget to subscribe and rate the podcast. That always makes me happy. Feel free to drop me a DM on Instagram. I'm at Drifting Decal. And if you have any styled or grooming questions, and I'd love to hear your thoughts about what you think about the Inhumans being rebooted. If you want more content from me, feel free to visit my blog at www.driftingnews.com. And until our next podcast adventure, I'll talk at you guys later. Bye.